Welcome to Blake's Free Banter on the farm, uh, where we just are hanging out. We don't do the normal intro on this one, do we? I'm too <laughs> new to this. I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm so used to you doing the, like, yeah. or one of us knows what the word banter means, that it feels weird to not have it happen. But. That is weird. Maybe we need to figure something else out. Uh, let us know if we do this normal. Oh, James, James, you're here. Whoa, <laughs> guys, we have James. Yeah. I don't think anybody actually knows who the person is that knows what that means, who that is. Yeah, you're right? probably right. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Just keep them guessing. Um, so if in, if you, you listeners out there, because we're not going to listen to James at all, um, if you have ideas that we can have for our little intro here, holler. Holler at your armbar guys. Ooh, are we armbar? Yeah, maybe. Lean into it. Anyway. Operate that. Yep. <laughs> we gotta, because I mean, we are the number one advocate for relief pitchers so we basically are the barn for the arms like i don't i don't know i don't we're, know we're the rooster <laughs> on top of the barn cock-a-doodle-dooling saying hey wake I, up look at this guy <laughs> there's something here I, I i think there's something to work with there. there's something here <laughs> yeah we're we're just we're just guys <laughs> talking but we don't know where it's going all right Player intros, bios. This is a spoiler alert. We just talked to this man last night. Going to release it probably in the March, early April. Frank Duncan. Absolutely incredible story. Journeyman out of Kansas University. Drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates in the 13th round of 2014. He was drafted before that too. Um, but just up and down, crazy story. Like and when it pops, we talked for an hour. Like he, we just kept talking after like the 30 minute mark. I, just, I can't wait for everybody to hear a story. But last year, he really put his name on the map for the Rockies. Potential spot starter, six starter for the Rockies. Uh, but the 3.52 ERA, 8.2K per nine, low walk rate, 2.1 walks, and pitched 122 innings after joining the squad in late May across AA and AAA. And he was one of those weirdos that had better numbers in AAA than AA. So Frank Duncan. The stock arrow Winning up on yeah. Duncan. I'm, I'm stoked about Duncan this year, man. I, I Yeah, I don't want to say too much because we've got the banter session coming. But, you know, hearing his story blew me away and it provides some excitement too. It's like you look at him, you know, 30-year-old journeyman, what's there to be excited about? But tune into his story, it's crazy. And you feel really good about it. Yeah, I felt but, really good about it. I'm going to bring up Isaac Collins. I think I, I should say I'm going to introduce him because I imagine a lot of people do not know who Isaac Collins is. But 2019 ninth rounder out of Creighton. And, you know, this is kind of just one of your, your typical scrappy guys. Gets on base at a high rate, 407 on base rate, uh, percentage in 2021. Also mixed the nine homers. Stole 21 bases. He plays either second base or center field. That's kind of a fun little defensive profile. Um, that was in Spokane, so probably going to see him in Hartford this year. Going to put himself on the MLB radar, we hope. He's a catcher, right? No, it's second base and center field are his main main spots. Uh, he will cool. probably play anywhere, though. So maybe yeah. he's an emergency catcher. <laughs> yeah. that's what they're doing with Stolbo right now that he's been practicing this offseason uh yeah Isaac Collins his numbers are really cool and yeah he'll be fun good depth that's that's the least elite like he's at least good depth so right 
Right. Uh, James, any thoughts? Uh, okay. <laughs> so. No, yeah. Hey, wait. Sorry. Uh, it took a minute to get unmuted there. I was thinking about the Duncan story, and you guys remember Tim Melville? Yeah. He might remind me of a, of a Tim Melville. Why? Somebody that, that um, comes up late. Not super late, but somebody that comes up late in their career and just kind of lights out for for a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was, you know, very close last night to bringing up Tim Melville because, yeah, there are serious shades of Tim Melville in that story too. So I would it's, love um, a second Tim Melville. He was a cool dude, good pitcher. Yeah, he comes up. A lot of fans don't know about him, but at the end of the day – gets the job done and people are like wow where'd that come from you know what i mean yeah tim melville noted no no in the what league was he in last year yeah yeah Taiwanese. i'm pretty sure pretty sure he got in a huge fight too if i'm not mistaken <laughs> <laughs> love that either love way he's having guys. a blast out there they won like the league last year so tim melville living his best life you know energy out there man yeah he's living the good life <laughs> love it uh let's get into it speaking of lives i guess not the good life but minor league baseball lockouts going on milb players are on the on the top of discussions right now amongst all social media people fighting for it people getting upset that they're quote unquote whining about their wages and all this well, let's be I, honest. The owners are trying to save more money by cutting minor league wages. That's, that's what's happening. Well, they're doing that. So last year, so let's dive into this. So here's the numbers. Here's the fun part. So last year, the MILB uh, minor league players, bottom salary got bumped up. Uh, they went up like 25, 50% or something. So last year, players that were making AAA will be making about 17,000, AA about 14,500. Class A, 12,000, and Complex League, 9,600, Dominican Summer League, 3,000. So these guys are paid, getting that paid, paid that throughout the entire season. They don't get off-season pay. They don't get any of that. So our Dugan Darnell is going to make $14,500 next year across seven months. Okay? And that's a, that's, a pay, that's a pay bump. So the owners come back literally a few days ago in one of these 28 point packages uh, con conversation stuff and said, we would like to be able to reduce the maximum number of minor leaguers from 180 down to 150. So we're essentially going to take out 900 jobs, 30 teams, drop it down 30 people, 900 jobs away from it because they didn't say this is my words. They're cheap assholes. We are bumping up the salaries of all these guys, but now we also can't afford it. And we're going to take jobs away of people. And this is after the MLB eliminated 42 teams in 2021 because of the pandemic. So you're looking at 42 teams times what, 30, 40 people. So already thousands of jobs canceled. Another thousand jobs going to be canceled. Uh, and they're still whining about living wages paying in wage they won't even pay these guys for spring training as they're asking them to come down here because it's a valuable experience bullshit anyway also in this 28 point package of it was this was a good thing so right now players can go up and down 
options from AAA to the majors as many times as possible, which is exhausting and not okay. Um, one of those proposals was to knock that down to five options a season as to be an unlimited, uh, which would be good because then you have to kind of figure out what to do with them and whatnot. But I got upset when I saw this. Like the owners are still pinching pennies and doing everything in their power to not pay these guys. There's something about the grind of minor leagues. Not saying that, but if you're making $16,000 for 10 hour days, six days a week for April, May, June, July, August, September, six months, I would expect to be paid more than that. Especially if my return to you can make you thousands, millions of dollars because I can show up into a ballpark. Like Zach Veen, that dude man is making bank for Manfred and friends already. And he's, he's only got paid $12,000. And he, I mean, he got a nice signing bonus beyond the point, but like that yearly wage is a bunch of bullshit. And I'm, I'm off my soapbox. Your thoughts? No, it's, um, yeah, it's really bad. If you don't have a signing bonus, then you're SOL for sure. Um, but my question is, is like, who's going to watch out for these owners? Does anybody have their back? Does anybody understand the pain and suffering that they've had you know COVID's a bitch these COVID poor owners. and remember they're the, they're the real victims and all this right remember dick monford you know he said owning a baseball team you know you're not matching the s&p 500 like tears are streaming down my face right now like you own a billion dollar operation and you're not matching the stock market well, I, there's one thing to say to that. How about you just invest in the stock market and not treat your baseball team like, you know, a, a stock market investment? Um, you know, it's it's too much looking at, you know, like balance sheets and stuff. Obviously, you know, yeah, you got to make money. You can't lose money. But there's there's a livelihood aspect of this that, you know, is not included in the stock market. Um, so I found that to be kind of a a backhanded comment, obviously, you know, he meant it as some justification for why things are the way they are, but it's like, you know, you can't compare baseball and baseball players to stock trading and stocks. Like that's not a good look. Oh, it's such an ignorant statement to make like, Hey, I'm on my throw and I'm going to say stupid shit and nobody's going to care and side with me. Like, in every time there's news coming out from the owner's perspective, I get more and more astonished about how ignorant they are of normal everyday people and their feelings. Like comparing a major league team, billions of dollars to the stock market, like get the fuck out of here, man. Like, <laughs> no, not okay. It's so ridiculous. Dude, not only does my job not compare to the growth of the S&P 500, but a regular person doesn't even catch up to inflation. If you don't get at least a 3% raise or 2.5% raise yearly, you're losing out on inflation. And now when you're talking about a year that inflation is exceptionally high, 5.5%, 6%, if you're not getting a 6% raise this year, you're losing out. And yep. You coming out and saying, oh, well, these owners are losing out because they, they couldn't invest their billions of dollars into the stock market and they're having a rough time, blah, blah, blah. 
dude, get the fuck off it. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so we, we're, we're going off right now. Please yeah, don't it, listen to this. The ordinary kidding. person, if you aren't getting a 3% raise every year, you are up shit's creek. Yeah. Like it's just, that's what it is. So sorry. I'm, I'm not sorry. <laughs> we have the average person is is you know kind of getting beat these days and you know minor leaguers are probably in terms of finances below the average person but then yeah we have the billionaires who have to have a pity party it's i don't know what to say at this point like yeah like you're saying Aaron, every report you hear you're like can they like when are they going to hit the core of the earth this hole is as deep as it can go like they just somehow keep digging. I don't know where the ground is coming from to dig, but it, they're digging. And it's absolutely incredible how far they can dig without drowning themselves, digging themselves under whatever. The good thing is I'm I have not seen a lot of support for the owners on the social at all. I haven't seen it. If if it's out there, it's beyond me. It's, I'm not following the right people, I guess. What does kind of upset me is these old head minor leaguers saying that these new age minor leaguers are complaining about living wages and like, as they should be paying their dues, they should be, I only got paid $700 when I played in the eighties, they should be okay with a thousand dollars they're getting. I think you, you posted it, right, Tyler, you did some math on that. I saw, uh, it was equivalent to the, the amount they got paid in the eighties to what they're getting paid now was equivalent. Right. It was the same thing. If and, not, I mean, because I did the, I did my calculation for five months, but in reality, I think it's probably six. So he's saying seven fifty a month. I I you know I cut an extra month. I think seven fifty in nineteen eighty five is more than you know what the average minor leaguer is making today. So yeah, they're making disingenuous claims to say these current minor leaguers are you know privileged you know, little runs that can't stop running their mouths complaining. It's it's the same look as the owners. I it's mean, the same and, exact look. So. And the guys that we've talked to, not once have they ever complained about their situation to us. They've never voiced their, not even in the DMs, they've never behind the scenes said anything about anything. They're grinding. They know this is the system. They know that that's what it is. So we're, we're speaking up on their beat. I'm not. No, we're not doing that. But we're voicing our opinion for it because it's not okay. Like if you're getting paid $16,000 for a job that takes up more than half your year, that that can make other people more money, there's something wrong with that. And you have to deal with weird living situations. Dugan Darnell didn't get his gear for three weeks after he got promoted. What is he supposed to do? what's what's being done about that and so the housing thing that was happening we talked on that about that a few pods ago uh prospect pods ago and the housing thing has been fixed that's good it's in the right direction however it's not perfect like we said doyle and his family they have to find some way to live not with a roommate in a hotel room how does that look so Things are getting better. Got to love these guys, the MILB advocates and the uh, adopted minor leaguer programs that are happening. They're building it up. Maybe me and James are having some conversations behind the scenes about what can we do? We're trying to figure some stuff out. 
uh it's just it's a bunch of bullshit and the owners need to realize that and it doesn't take doesn't take much the thing that nobody the thing that nobody takes into account is the long bus rides and the hotel rooms and all that stuff they just incorporate that as like part of the job not actually like being hourly during that time right if you work a regular job and you're required to travel or drive and all that stuff unless you're salaried yeah you're compensated in some way but like when it comes to minor league baseball 12 hour bus drives 10 hour bus drives you know all of that is just supposed to be part of the grind and i get it that you know they're choosing this lifestyle um, to be a pro ball player, but at the same time, like it's not okay to just write that off as as part of it. Like that's that's stress on your body, that's stress on your mental, all kinds of stuff, right? Yep. Yeah, it's there's yeah yeah. You, I think you summed it up perfectly. I don't need to reemphasize it. It's just a bunch of bullshit, and it needs to change. And there's this weird. Maybe I'm going to add to it. There's this weird concept that if I went through it, I'm not going to want anybody else to go through it any differently. You know, I'm an old minor league player from the eighties and you're in the 2020s, 40 years later, you better be grinding the same way I was. I don't care about your conditions. I'm not going to help you get any better conditions. You have to do what I did, which is such a weird mentality that happens in all aspects of life right now. It's, just yeah (laughs) thank you thanks for bringing that up there's really two mindsets and it's the mindset is i have suffered so i don't want you to suffer like i have or i have suffered so why shouldn't you it's that second part man that just drives me up a wall why would you want other people to suffer like what what is against you advocating for just a few thousand more dollars for these guys to live comfortably while still grinding, they still have to do the goddamn bus rides. Be okay with that. What's wrong with that? And if we want to, you know, go back to the investment metaphor, you know, you're an owner, the minor league players should be invested in. Like they need to be viewed as things that are going to grow. Obviously in a more human way than, um, you know, numbers on a page. So it's like, you know, allow them to eat healthily, allow them to sleep well. It's, it's ridiculous. That's all. (laughs) It is ridiculous. It's just such a weird mind twist. And the fact that it's gotten this long without getting this much publicity is wild. And I, I wasn't aware of this last year. I wasn't aware of this growing up, but it's there now. And I, I dig the guys that are out there sticking out for themselves. I got you. Like, I, I'm behind you 100%. It needs to change. And these greedy assholes better not be cutting jobs. Like, the whole point of this was they're going to cut 900 jobs from people because I'm assuming it's because they're raising the salary, which isn't even that big of a salary. So, yeah, I, guess, I guess one more, yeah, really important thing is somehow major league baseball has settled on the idea that they do not want to grow their sport. Like imagine that again, we're going back to the investment thing. You want to make money. You should want to grow your sport, make it more inclusive and accessible for, you know, people that there's more people playing the game. That means you're making more money. Um, You know, it might hurt you in the short, but in the long, it's going to, it's going to, you know, 
grow this sport to be one of the, if not the most popular in the country. Um, it's, yeah, there's a lot of just faulty logic that it's all just focused on, Hey, can I make an extra million, 5 million this year instead of like, Hey, I, you know, and I'm invested in this as a person and I enjoy baseball. I, that part's missing for me. It, yeah. The fact that these guys have to find their own train training facilities in the off season is beyond me and whatever. That's a whole other conversation. I, 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 I need to stop talking. <laughs> Can we move on? I'm just, I'm getting fired up. It's too late. For this. Yeah, we, we, we could talk for weeks about this. We could. We probably will. We'll probably discuss it in the future. Um, so, all right, we're done. Um, give us your thoughts, though. It's it's important to talk about. It's important for it to get out there. So holler at your boys. Um, I will post the link that I, the, the article I was talking about. It was by Jeff Passan of ESPN. I'll put it in the description. So if you're listening, you can still find it. I'll put it right there. Um, but yeah, bunch of bullshit. Anyway, Rockies have been signing minor league dudes to contracts, free agent contracts. Uh, we talked a little bit about them last week with uh, K-Dub, with what, who was it? Winton. Um, the, Tyler the Hill. Tyler Hill and the catcher. Yeah, I, the catcher's name is lost on me at the moment. I was trying to remember. But. <laughs> Michael did on it. Uh, but there was four signings before that, too, in late December. Uh, one being Tim Lopez, just a utility guy. Has some major league experience from the last three seasons. Career MILB, or MLB stats are 256 with an OPS of 660. I mean, it plays. It can do things, right? He was decent in 17-18 with Seattle. I don't see this going anywhere other than filling up spots in Hartford and Albuquerque. It's one of those guys that, all right, roster filler, will he compete for a spot, keep grinding, doing his thing. I wouldn't imagine he outplays uh, any of the guys we have now, just with the numbers I saw. But he's a death piece. Maybe maybe he fills in Chris Owens type, type feeling here. Uh, but Tim Lopez with an S. I would, yeah, think like sort of like Taylor Motter from last year. He, you know, in a pinch and because he was playing out of his mind, he got like a, a series to, you know, prove his worth. But, you know, yeah, just just some decent AAA depth. But next, uh, Kyle Holder, a shortstop, former first round pick of the Yankees. You know, I don't want to play this one up too much, but the guy is a really slick shortstop. Like he plays a great shortstop. Um, his bat's been really inconsistent throughout his career. He did post an OPS of 742 in 2019. Then, you know, didn't play in 2020, of course. I I forget where his OPS was in 2021. Let me see real quick. Um, 571, which is not pretty. Um, that was last year. But again, the guy can pick it at short, and that's going to get you opportunities. Um, so he's probably your starting shortstop for the Albuquerque Isotopes, at least, or, you know, starts most of the time. Um, and then hey, if Alan Trejo just doesn't do anything, he kind of, you know, falters. Maybe Kyle Holder comes up so that you're at least getting great defense at the shortstop position. I, I bet you could see if Kyle Holder was a big leaguer, though, I think his OPS would probably be, you know, like 500 over a full season. So you're not getting a bat, but you are getting one of the better gloves at the position. He'd, he'd be like an average defender, if not maybe slightly above average. So 
that's that's a signing. That is a signing. <laughs> Defense plays. It scares me that if we have like a if we have a holder and a Garrett Hampson in the same lineup with oh, a yeah. possible Daza in left field, our defense is going to be outrageous. However, uh, runs are going to be runs are going to be hard. Yeah, might only have three hits that game, but yeah, at least you'll have fun watching the the pitching side of things and the defense. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, right? Uh, next guy was Jonathan Morales, another death catcher guy. Guy. There are not a lot of catchers in the Rocky system, so these uh, the other guy I found out the other Mike got back to me. Carlos Perez, um, the thirty one year old. He would be the next in line. He'd probably be third. Where this guy, Jonathan Morales, uh, fourth, fifth, sixth, fighting for spots playing time um been with the Braves organization forever played a lot of foreign winter ball doesn't hit very much career minor league stats of 243 with a OPS of 623 so you think he'd be a good defensive metric but looking at the numbers doesn't really stand out um 30 caught stealing uh I mean field a percentage for a catcher near a thousand I, I don't know really how to look at that kind of stuff, but I I don't see just it's a it's a roster filler. It's filling up again. There's nobody we kind of just talked about uh, beginning of the pot. There's not a lot of catchers. So Jonathan Morales, he's a signing, and one more, right? He is a signing. Yeah, final one at least for now. I think there might have even been a couple we have to catch up on next episode, but. For now, Nate Hadley, a, I believe he's a right-handed pitcher. I don't want to just say he's a pitcher. Um, kind of an interesting story with him. You know, he was a really dominant early in his minor league career. Career 1.87 ERA in 33 and two-thirds minor league innings, which is awesome. Um, and then I think during the pandemic, he was one of those, like, pandemic minor league casualties that just had to get cut like you know we just spent like 20 minutes talking about cheapness and I don't know if it was all yeah I mean it was yeah cheapness during the pandemic like where can we cut some corners I guess Nate Hadley was one of those guys who got you know the corner cut on him but the guy can pitch and the Rockies are bringing him in maybe he's a bullpen candidate at some point in the year he's gonna have to earn it but you never know um so he is another another signing <laughs> yeah he's he's interesting it, i'm gonna say also it was something to do with his injuries he never pitched above i don't think he pitched above 40 innings in any of the seasons i could be wrong uh but his numbers were fantastic so hopefully we catch lightning in a bottle there and have a nice little bullpen arm barn piece there uh yeah Nate Hadley will get you on the pod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holler if you're listening, Nate. That'd be cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Any thoughts, Nate, uh, James? It's so no, much fun seeing you out of your element right now. This is, this is good for me. <laughs> I was uh, just talking to Mike, and we were just doing some research on our ones to watch here. So, okay. Oh, hopefully you're ready, Mike. Hopefully Mike's helping you. Mike's yeah. a big help. Glad we got that guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So those are some minor league signings. There were a few that like Tyler said that we've missed that we'll cover next time. We'll figure out those holes. Um, yeah. That'll be cool. Um, that's really all the real big news. I know the guys are reporting soon, March, 
March is coming up and now most of our guys are making their way down. Um, there was college baseball. That was the other thing. College yeah. baseball started. Yeah. Our team, Metro State Detroit, uh, Denver, not Detroit, Metro State University of Denver, Roadrunners, I believe are only one loss in the season, doing fantastic things. They get to go play in Poria this weekend, uh, which will be fun. Hopefully James and the Roadrunners talk a little bit. Um, it'll be cool. I'm excited. Oh, your boy. Oh, that's your boy. What do you are kind of our a resident college ball hero? <laughs> We're going hero. <laughs> what what can you uh, tell us, Tyler? Yeah. So I mean, first off, you know, got some draft stuff coming. Um, there should be an article pretty soon. That's not from me, but there's an article coming that's gonna give a written preface. Hopefully we follow that up too with a podcast, just dealing with some draft stuff. It's better to get started earlier rather than later, you know, try to cram it all in like June, but we're going to get started with some draft coverage. And this is a really sweet draft class, at least at the top, you know, it's hard to say anything about like the later stuff, but the hitters in this class, it's, it's nuts. It really is. There is at least a dozen hitters, who would probably go top five in you know, a normal year. So great value going to be available to the Rockies at pick 10, assuming they go the hitter route. Pitching is really thin. There's one, the one name will drop right now. I'm not going to get into a bunch of names. Dylan Lesko, he is a high school pitcher out of Georgia. And I think he's probably the best prep pitcher, at least since like Mackenzie Gore. He was really, really good coming out of high school, like just – could pitch, had a bunch of pitches. That's Dylan Lesko. He might be a target at 10 for the Rockies. Otherwise, will other arms join the fold? We don't know at this point. That's going to be kind of the storyline to watch if you are a pitching fanatic that wants the Rockies to take pitching. But anyway, yeah, more on that coming in the coming weeks. So that'll be exciting. Hopefully Mike has you know gotten his research done because we have stumbled upon our – finale our conclusion getting some more guys into the fold that we're going to be watching this year james you got anything for us yeah mike is uh is a busy busy guy so he's done a fantastic job so are we talking about our ones to watch from the minor league coming up or what yeah so recap we'll recap we'll give mike a few more seconds yeah my guys are uh nick bush and sean bouchard Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah i got Zach Kakoska and Bryce McGowan, and then K Dub. He took two two really solid ones: McCade Brown and Yankiel Fernandez. Two more coming in. What do we got? Did we uh, did we talk about Carlos Perez at all? Yes. Yeah. Last Excuse pod. me. Well, uh, thirty-one home runs last year in Las Vegas, so. You know, you talk about catching and all of that. Carlos Perez, to me, is somebody that's going to be interesting to watch, especially with the the Rockies' historically lack of offense from from that position. So, Carlos Perez, for sure. That's, you know, that's an outside-the-box one, given that, you know, he's not a guy the Rockies, like, drafted. But the logic is there. You know, catcher that did, you know, hit really well last year, Bombs, yeah, 31 bombs is, is great for anyone, let alone a catcher. So if the defense is there, 
James might have a hot pick there. Oh, it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I dig it. If I mean James loves his dom dong, so if he can get a Carlos Perez, uh, we'll work on that pun coming up. The, but... only, the, the only problem with dom dongs is that <laughs> they're few and far between, brother. They're few and far between. There's many strikeouts pounded in between. They are pretty, though. I'll tell you that. Yes. <laughs> So that's your hitter, Carlos Perez, out of the woodworks. Okay, who else? Who's your pitcher to watch? Uh, sorry, Mike didn't give me a pitcher. He just gave me another fielder. So okay, go another fielder, Mike, and you at least got two. I'm gonna be a little biased about this. This is Quinn Bernard. I need to see this guy in the bigs. <laughs> I love that big. Print of the I, need, I need. I need to see Quinn Bernard roaming that big center field in Coors Field for at least the month of September. Let's go. That is a guy that's been paying his dues. Yeah. He deserves it. Yeah, we started off by talking about Frank Duncan, you know, tossed some Tim Melville in there. You got to root for these guys. Like, they have been working for so long to do this. They've probably questioned so many times if it's worth it anymore. Um, It just – we saw with Stephen Cardulo a couple years ago too, like, grinders get their shot it's just like a little movie the last like scene of a movie or you know maybe the climax of a movie i don't know um story still to be written but well that and you know we talked to pacheco jordan pacheco and he talked about obviously he's had his shot fantastic but he talked about you know being called up and down so many times i mean that's so exhausting on your on your mental state and I mean, even physical state, I mean, you're driving all the time, don't know where you're staying, all this stuff. I, it's, it's really crazy. And we just, as fans just kind of accept it as the norm. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. this guy's getting shot. He's having a good time. Everything's good. Blah, blah, blah. Like this dude's getting called up and down and that's gotta be just, just exhausting. Exhausting. It's exhausting to talk about. I felt I felt it with Pacheco and Duncan, like telling the stories, and it was just like, you went through it, man. Like it's it's incredible what they what they're willing to do and all that. And we're not going to get started on another rant. So yeah, uh, and every time we drop these names, I just want to make it clear that when we talked to, we heard this guy. That is us just reminding you that we have talked to these guys and they have a story, and we have it out there go find the stories listen to the stories it's talking baseball is one of my favorite things to do and now we're doing it with these guys that are in the minors actually trying to make the majors and which is crazy that we had that platform to do it out of nowhere and we are just trying to share those stories with you all so it's not us bragging and being hey look at us it's we want you to go hear these stories and they are there like Winton Bernard nobody knows him nobody knows about him but he has a fantastic story that you should hear. And yeah, if, if anyone can get half as much, you know, joy and entertainment that I did out of the Frank Duncan story we just heard yesterday, like, I mean, that would bring you a lot of joy. It, it, like just hearing his story where he's at right now and feeling hopeful. It's just, all that is fantastic. It's, it's, um, it's awesome. and everyone's different. I think that's the beauty of it. There's diversity in the stories that we've, you know, been blessed to be able to to hear and then to broadcast. So 
this stuff is just it's heartwarming so you know it consume it <laughs> if you please, can <laughs> please consume it share it out put it out there do it for them not for us we, we, we can give two shits if you listen to us but we want we put in this out there so you can go hear those stories and put that out there so that's our little good vibe feeling um look for cool things happening we got blogs one released yesterday one releasing in two days we got this pod coming out uh doing fantasy talk rocks talk farm talk banter sessions for days i think we're sitting on eight sessions right now that we're going to get out <laughs> once march starts we are we're doing this thing and we're having fun doing it so follow along with us and those goddamn stickers are gonna be sick can't wait for the stickers <laughs> to get so holler at your boys share the word and go rocks minor league affiliates Woo! <laughs> thank you for watching and listening please check out our link tree for more content